What's up, pals? This is episode 127 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host, Andy Carasquillo. I'm Chris Sampson. Ah, and I'm Ryan Marlowe! <laughs> hey! <laughs> and this is our Super It Spoiler Cast. Yay! Yes! Did, Ryan, did Stan got taken by Pennywise? Is that why he's not here? Yes. Probably. Should we stop podcasting and go save him? No. Or... No? No? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stan. We'll get you after finish, we're, we're finished recording as this episode. As soon as we're done with this episode. We'll as okay. soon as, as, we're, done soon as we're done with this episode. Uh, important so, things have to be talked about. Yes. Now now I'm just envisioning that Pennywise has Stan just floating there. I know! <laughs> someone, someone do some, do some fan art where Stan's eyes is all catatonic and he's just floating. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Okay, so but where do first, we start? More important news, we're, we're doing this podcast first and we'll go save them. Yes, yes. Priorities. Sorry, not sorry. Yes, Priorities. even more importantly, this is going to be a clown theme episode. Just like that Alamo Draft House screening, where they, they had an all-clown screening of it. Because that that's awesome. real. And I love Alamo Draft House for doing that. So this episode's going to be filling up with clowns out of every orifice. So before we start talking about it, we're going to talk about another clown-themed um, piece of news. Uh, this is our very, very short comic book news and pools newsflash hybrid baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so coming out this Wednesday... This is, this is the comic book news bus. Yes, the comic book news bus. So none of us really have any pools for this week. I'm interested in getting Dark Knight's Metal number two. And for Stan, while he's catatonic, he's somehow going to read Harley Quinn, um, the, the Harley Quinn 25th anniversary special number one. Uh, it's written by, uh, written and drawn by Amanda Connor. Yeah, so uh, Harley Quinn, uh, the famous DC anti-hero slash villain um, who got her starts in... Uh, Batman the Animated Series, created by Paul Dini, once the the clownish uh, and psychotic sidekick of the Joker, now her completely her own, uh, having a complete life in, in comics and just pop culture in general on her own, and um, she's celebrating 25 years of of uh, Harley Quinn stories, and um, this also co- coincides with uh, the 25th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series, which was, uh, I think... A- couple days ago i think it was like three or four days ago by now so this is basically an anthology of harley quinn stories who've never drawn her before and it involves stories of her living on coney island teasing some mysterious stories with her past with the joker i think there's one where according to this description um, Harley Quinn's trying to play therapy for Robin, so it looks like a really fun issue. The cover has a giant birthday or something, a giant cake, and Harley Quinn's on top of it, and Poison Ivy's there, and the Joker's just chilling with a whole bunch of balloons, which is really apt for this episode. So mm, yes. um, I think maybe they planned it. I don't think it's yeah. A coincidence. I was gonna say I don't think it's a coincidence because the week of um. Batman the Animated Series 25th Anniversary, they could have definitely put out that issue Wednesday. And, like, instead they decided to wait a week until it was out. Yes, to capture all that uh, sweet 
clown SEO and like and and oh, it's gonna be so great. I oh, love it. Um, are you guys are you guys interested in grabbing this? Yeah, oh, well. yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna get it just to see what's what's happening with Harley, what they're gonna do for her 25th birthday. How how awesome would it be if there's actually a Pennywise cameo or maybe the entire Pennywise story in here? That would be maybe. pretty cool. Yeah, oh, I think so. I'd cry. They go like tears of joy, from joy, because it's so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I would probably cry. Mm, sweet, delicious Ryan's tears. Yes. <laughs> oh, bitch, yes. please. <laughs> All right. Well, this Wednesday, check out the 25th anniversary special. This goes for 4.99, so it's a little bit more expensive book, but it's the 25th anniversary, so. Actually, now that I think of it, I wonder if any comic book stores are doing, like, a giant Harley Quinn blowout at their store. Like, there's, like, a party or... I feel like they should. Yeah. Yeah. Walk in a Harley Quinn cosplay and you get, like, 50% off on your books. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but I feel like everybody would do that then. Listen, I would go in and get my Harley Quinn cosplay. Oh, snap. Wait, wait, which which one? Arkham Asylum Harley Harley Quinn, because he's got to wear the skirt with his tits out. Oh, Oh, baby. How did you know? Because I just know. Uh, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I can totally see Andy doing that just to get 50% off a comic, though. <laughs> They'd probably make me pay 50% more. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Andy, Andy can you please go to Comic-Con like that? Please? Andy, please. We have to make a canon, especially for the SMP Summit, because it's coming out in a couple of weeks. Maybe next year. (laughs) Next year? No! That's too long! It's too long! I've refused to wait! You do it this year! (laughs) You paying for my Harley Quinn cosplay? (laughs) Bitch, no! I got my own shit to figure out! Uh, Wait, how can we make this a group cosplay? We can't! We're all going on different days! No! Oh, God. So yeah, we could yeah. all dress up in cosplay to call you into a cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to look at us like we're fucking Saturday to go to Caliente Cab. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh my god, no. Wait, not... wait, 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 wait. Okay, Andy, if you're if you're seriously going to be Harley, I'm I not will dress changing. Up, I, I will dress up as one of the hyenas, one of the pet hyenas. I don't know what their names are, but I'll be a hyena. And I'll, I'll I'll become a furry for a day. Oh It'll be great. God, I'll be a furry for a day. Yes, oh I'll be a hyena, and I'll be like, yeah. And, then, and, and because she always come, she's always around with the pet hyenas. Again, I don't know her names. Like, if you know their names, please tweet at us. That's that'll, that'll be great. So, Andy, that's that's how committed I am to this group cosplay idea. All right, so awesome. then, Stan will either have to be Joker or the other hyena, uh, or Ryan <laughs> has to be Joker or the other hyena. I'll be Joker before I dress up as a goddamn furry. Okay, then you know what? That stand has to be Poison Ivy, because Poison Ivy and Harley are a thing. <laughs> oh! Done! Done! We cracked the code, guys. Okay, Stan, This is even the best cosplay ever. Okay, no objections from Stan, so we're good. <laughs> Wait, Stan I don't- No, I don't- I don't, now. I don't- I don't hear him objecting, so we- we must- we must do this now. Yes, it's canon. It Stan, if you don't want to do it, object right now. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, there, there you go. Democracy <laughs> wins. This, the people have spoken. 
Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. This is going to be the best 25th anniversary slash S&P Summit ever. I am so excited. Oh, my God. All right. Onwards and upwards to our It Spoiler cast. This got derailed just a little bit. If they can stop laughing for 30 seconds. Oh, but clowns, guys. Clowns. Clowns. Okay. Pennywise. Uh, that Pennywise. That. Yo, like, I love Tim Curry, but uh, I think it was, um, oh, Bill Bill Skarsgård. Yes. Who was playing. Yo, this it, this clown, this Pennywise was so good. Okay. So I have a few things. So I read the book a while ago and... I love Stephen King. If you look at my bookshelf, there is a good chunk of it dedicated to this man because I love everything he does. Stephen King and Neil Gaiman are two of my favorite authors. However, it was probably the first and only book when upon reading the ending, I literally threw the book across the room because I hated it so much. I spent the entire time involved in this book, terrified by this book, and then at the end, I was like, what the flying fuck? It was the biggest cop-out of an ending I have ever seen. I was so disappointed. What was the ending in the book? Okay, so in the book... So the whole premise of the book is that it goes back and forth with the with them as kids and them as adults. It starts off with the adults going back to Derry to do this all over again 25 years after the fact. And it shows you how they dealt with it the first time, and it flip-flops. At the very end of the book, the true identity, the true, like, entity of it is actually, like, revealed, and it is the biggest fucking cop-out I've ever heard in my life. And I don't know if I should spoil it. Uh, okay, well, this is a spoiler cast, so, okay, let's... Okay, for anyone who's listening right now, and hasn't read the book, or haven't seen the movie, or haven't seen the miniseries of Tim Curry... Uh, yeah, three seconds to leave. So three, two, one. You've been warned. Okay, Ryan, go spoil it. Okay, the ending of the fucking book is that the true entity, identity of the entity of it, is a fucking pregnant spider that's like space, like huge, like space size. It's massive, but it's just a fucking spider. Okay, so, okay, so it's not, the spider is not actually one of its... No, that's like, what it forms. is. It's an actual space spider. Okay. Yes, it's a yeah, that's, huge, that's stupid. pregnant yeah, sounds... spider. Emphasis on pregnant because they have to kill its babies by sipping on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. He spends this entire beautiful book creating all of these really scary scenarios and terrifying these children and terrorizing them. I'm not kidding. I sat on the train reading this book and it got to a point where I was legitimately scared, even just reading it on the subway. And for me, I was like, this is the best you could come up with. You terrified me this entire book and this is the scariest thing. Maybe that's what Stephen King is afraid of. Maybe he has arachnophobia. I don't know. And if it if it is, that would explain a whole hell of a lot. But it just it 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 was such a disappointment. After reading that, I saw the miniseries with Tim Curry and like fell in love with it. I, even though they did the bullshit spider thing and it, whatever, but it was Tim Curry. It was this this beautiful thing. And I'm not so, gonna lie, Tim Curry is a fucking creepy man. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Even, even even in um Home Alone two. 
He was creepy. Oh, the, as him, hell him being like the, the the hotel butler. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like he was gonna try to like kill Kevin and eat his soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I thought he was gonna do that too. <laughs> but then I realized it wasn't a Stephen King movie. So. Oh yeah. But there's just something about Tim Curry as uh, as an actor. He's so magnetic and he's so amazing to watch. Yeah. Especially when it's something that's supposed to be creepy, and. I loved every second of the miniseries. So when I found out that they were making it, I was really nervous and really like very like anti a remake. I was like, it's not necessary. Blah, 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 blah. Like you don't, you shouldn't do it. I just went on a whole rant about how it shouldn't get made. And then I saw the leaked Georgie clip like a week before it came out. Wait, so there was a leak? Um, well, elaborate that, more. Not the full sewer scene, but part of it. It was leaked, and then they re- then they took it down, and then they released it for real. Officially, they were like, well, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I saw it, and I'm watching Bill Skarsgård do this, and I said, "Holy shit! I am so sorry I ever bitched." That this movie shouldn't happen. And then I started adapting this whole thing of like, respect the past and embrace the future. This is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Because there was just something about watching this. And I know he's a young kid. He's our age. So watching him do this. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that first scene, like, um, like, well, like I was really zeroed in on it. Like, like this Pennywise is creepy as fuck, but he's like super charismatic. And like, I love how, crazy detail to get with it like for example like there's like one part of that sewer scene where his eyes are like off kilter and, oh, like, yeah. and it's like oh, that is so yes! cool it's yeah. like what is going you on this is crazy awesome is because that's what i said was the creepiest thing about this pennywise was that his eyes kept doing that the entire fucking movie and i was like oh my god i don't know why it's just so creepy like and i don't remember I don't remember. It's been such a long time since I since I watched the miniseries, but this Pennywise really scratched my itch for my type of horror because my type of horror I love body horror stuff. So I love like The Fly and my all time favorite movie like John Carpenter's The Thing and like you know like creepy monsters like the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. So like just every time I saw the it like his mouth grow like extra mandibles and just like like open it his face opens up it's like i just like oh yes like give me more of that i love I, like that was, i was so giddy because that's exactly my cup of teeth with horror and they gave you so much of it especially that in the you know the climax his mouth opens out like humans hands start flying out of and yeah. like squirming like oh so. well in the original in the miniseries you don't see Anything with Georgie, it stops at the creepy mouth going towards the camera. I like, and this isn't just because I think gore necessarily makes it better, but I think it added something different. You never got to see Georgie's arm get ripped off. You only ever heard about it. And I think there's something to be said for just watching it just for that extra second. You watch him get his arm bitten off because it wasn't overly gory and in fact it shocked me enough that i was like oh damn they went there with that okay cool yeah and i i think i think what's great about this unlike death note where like death note they, they just they went really really over the top with like their gory scenes but like i think with it and pennywise they used it 
in effective ways, but they didn't go overboard with it. Yes, and exactly. It felt, yeah. It, it, did, it didn't felt like, so jarring that it just took me out of the movie, but, like, it just, it just... They they added like this creepy body horror stuff and scenes where like they're re- you're really tense over enough already and then you're just like they just push you one step forward like oh fuck this is this is happening and like I really enjoy that but like I don't think they 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 they, they had some restraint and I really appreciated that and then um and it it gave the movie like a nice nice set of pacing yes I never thought it dragged I thought it was great. And even though I don't like constantly comparing the miniseries and this, you sort of have to because they're two different breeds now. They're two different things. And I like that they're the same and separate in the same breath. I found this to be like a truly like refreshing remake. They did things differently with this one. Um, And usually I get annoyed when movies or TV shows uh, sidestep away from the original, but this was one of those times where I was like, of all the times Hollywood has changed things and I've gotten pissed, this is like the one movie where I hope they change the ending because it'll be so much better. Yeah, and and the little things that they changed were so like, it wasn't too crazy, but like even that, like it it was effective enough to to like feel like the same it but then also be its own thing exactly uh ryan andy so i'm a bit fuzzy on like the miniseries in the book like can you walk me through on like some stuff they changed yes especially for for viewers who or listeners right now who may be you know on the same page i am right now i think my favorite thing that they changed was each one of the kids is absolutely terrified of something. So, and that's what it becomes in order to terrorize them, apart from being Pennywise. And Richie, who, by the way, the kid is played by the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, uh, Finn Wolfhard. He, um, he like, was, that was actually how I found out about it. Is like, Finn Wolfhard was going to be in there? Right. Oh my god, yes. He was brilliant and funny and I and he really helped uh, uh, space out everything. Like it, he helped break up that tension really easily. Yeah. Like it flowed, and it he made that movie's tempo go as smoothly as it did. His character of Richie is supposed to be terrified of werewolves. He sneaks oh, into a I movie, remember this. and yes, okay. he gets hunted down by like a teenage werewolf in a Letterman jacket. But they didn't do that in this movie. Instead, they made Richie afraid of clowns. So we got more Pennywise. And I thought that that was a fantastic change. I was like, yes, I know Pennywise is not the point of the book or the point of the miniseries. And I have always found myself like wanting more. But this was the first time where I was like, yes, of course I want more because I'm greedy and I like horror but because they made him afraid of clowns, you got you already got more Pennywise than you were ever going to if they had stuck as close to the original as I had anticipated. You got Pennywise, you got that creepy scene in the middle of that room with all these clowns looking at him. And Where? Oh, that was God. so good. Where you got a teeny tiny tip of the hat 
to Tim Curry's Pennywise. One of the clowns in that room is P- Tim Curry's Pennywise. And he's it's a little doll dressed up in his little outfit with the hair and everything. And I was he, looking for it and I was so excited. He's yeah. he's in that scene for for like a good 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. They, they, I completely missed this. Yeah, they panned so, to that. Well, you, like, you got to look for it because I knew where he was supposed to be because I, I've watched the trailer so many times right, so, especially chris you know when when richie's like like facing the coffin yeah well it's pennywise is right on the left he's sitting oh, right, okay. like right next to the coffin except he's the little one there's a bigger one behind him he's the little guy in front if you okay. look at a photo of tim curry's pennywise and then rewatch that scene you'll clock him in a yeah. second yeah okay. Well, clearly the moral story is we need to buy more tickets and I'm we'll seeing see it again, it again next Saturday. So, yeah, just I, for just to catch Tim Curry. <laughs> I'm seeing it again next Saturday because I loved it that much. I really did not expect to love it as much as I did. I I was completely blown away by the performances of all of these kids too. Mm-hmm. Which which kid was your favorite in his adaptation? Um, and, uh, and, and to add on that, like which kid had like the most interesting narrative arc because uh, like in the original story not, they're not just dealing with the trauma of it of a of a psychopathic clown but they're also dealing with their personal demons you know like um bill's trying to get over georgie's death well and they you didn't have really Beverly go with into too much of the of the of the backstories of a lot of the other kids like you got a lot of eddie you got a lot of bill you you didn't get very I mean you got Bevy, you got a lot of Beverly, which is fine, but you didn't get a lot of Stan or Ben or um uh, Oh, I Mike? forgot the other kid's name. Mike. You didn't get like their backstories. Which is which is fine. Um I don't think it really detracts from it too much. But in this particular adaptation of all the kids I have to say it goes Richie, Bill, and then Eddie for me. Those are like my top three favorite kids. And then we can go through the rest of them. But Mm. those Mm. actors for me really stood out and sort of like helped pull that movie through. Not that it was like super like reliant on anything. Not that I felt like it really really was dragging at any point. I don't know. In my opinion, I feel like Beverly's, the actress that plays Beverly... Her performance in that scene where, like, the blood starts gushing oh, yeah. out of yes, the Yes, that was awesome. Scene. It was so fucking awesome. And then to have her, like, dad walk in and be like, what are you talking about? I don't see anything. And it was just, like, a complete oh, yeah. mind fuck. The whole... Uh, I, just, I really I, enjoyed Beverly's performance. Yeah. But I, I love Beverly... Uh, what was his name? Who is the big kid again? Ben. Oh, ben. I love Ben. I love his character. Ben, and yeah. I, I would like to see, like, more development, but I really like Mike. Mike was really cool. Well, here's the thing, is it's really interesting the way they split this up. They have an entire movie dedicated to the kids, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but chapter two is going to be them 25 years later as adults. So you really get to see what now you really get to see how they develop those characters because what happens to them really affects how how they are as adults 
Now, I can really spoil some shit for you if you want, but that's all dependent on if you guys really think it's I'm good. I'm fine with spoilers. I mean, like, it's like spoilers I mean, for chapter I've two. Seen the though. original. Yeah, it's. No. Okay. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I mean, Ryan, you're the expert. I'm not really an expert. I've just done a lot of reading on it, and I've seen the miniseries, and I've read the book like a million times. So you're an expert. <laughs> I'm not an expert. Um. <laughs> The, at the end of the movie, the order in which the kids leave, that clearing is the order in which they die. Oh. As adults. Cool. Because the, Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. Stan, Stan's the first one to die. He Stan's the first one to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the first one to die. And then every other kid. So, like, now, if you ever go back and watch that again, like, think about that. And then you're going to be like, ah, shit. Mm-hmm. So we know how Stan dies, but then you have to see what happens mm-hmm. to everybody else. So, big question. Yes. Uh, did Henry Bowers survive? Because it looked like Mike straight up killed him. And like, and, and like, he just pushed him down the well. Well. Because, like, I, I know in the, in the books and the story, like, Henry Bowers has a big role to play. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he's in the mental institution. Pennywise breaks him out. Which and is like, why kill, kill them. Which is why I think they're saving that bit for chapter two. It was like two. a plot twist, like, oh, Henry Bowers was alive the whole time, but they well, found him. Well, I don't him know about alive the whole time, but I feel like you're gonna hear a story about how they like found him at the bottom of the well, ranting and raving about some giant clown or something, and then he'll get yeah. put into a mental institution. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'll be the B plot of chapter two. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had little, like, they had, like, little, I don't, like, little Easter eggs to all these different Stephen King things. So, uh, that balloon that says, I love dairy, uh, in the original, I believe it's either a balloon or a hat that one kid is wearing when he gets killed the first time under a bridge. That's one separate thing. I think it's Ben. He's wearing a Christine, he's wearing a Christine shirt. So he's wearing a shirt with a really angry car on it. And I sat there while I was looking at the movie theater, while I was sitting in the movie theater, and I was like, Christine reference! And the two people I watched, I was I was watching it with, they both look at me and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it just went right over their head. Right, right. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like little things like that. Um mm. They kept in the cute little hi-ho silver away thing, but they didn't make a big deal out of it, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like a like a bunch of like little things that they threw in there, but like it, I don't. And then El- just Elba steps out of the dark tower and shoots Pennywise in the head, and he walks off. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. <laughs> you know, if that actually happened, I would have left the theater. I would have been so pissed. <laughs> Like, that is, like, one thing where I would have been like, no! I would have been like, well done, that was bold, well done. I would have honestly, like, stood up in the theater and be like, Chris! Are you here? Because you were the only person that I that would, like, think of that, though. So. Yeah, I'm so sorry, I'm ruining everything. I feel like in that retrospect, Chris would just walk out of the theater like, do you like my adaptation? <laughs> Don't see what I made? I did this for you. Are you not entertained? Uh, no, we are not. But yeah, the Dark Tower is really bad. That's what I heard, right? I haven't I seen it. I didn't see it. Okay. Alright, so, um, I don't know about you guys, but I find it really obnoxious and annoying when horror movies try to play off, like, comedy scenes. What do you mean? 
You know how, like, horror movies try to break the tension using, like, comedic aspects? And, like, it's just, like, I don't know, I feel yeah, like you're it's trying not done too hard. Well. It only works when it's and done well. It did it, and I fucking That's loved That's what I was saying, like, the kid that plays Richie, like, really made it work. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard, that guy, that kid, that kid is so talented. There was just something about these scenes where I was, like, laughing and it didn't bother me. Yeah, no. And it's, and it's like, a natural, I mean, it's a natural reaction. I mean, yeah, it might take you out, but, like, some kids or some people just, like, deal with trauma and, like, and internalize it into, like, you know, gallows humor or black humor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I found that, I, I found that, like pretty realistic and, and grounded and you know it just it just made it all the better that such a talented performer like finn uh did it so well yeah i, mean, I sat there the I whole time like i was that that's kind of like his character in stranger things too like stranger things they're always making like these little i mean it's nothing extended to what they talk about but like they're always making these little kind of jokes to break away from the horror of the Demogorgon and, like, finding their friend and, like, their friend's not dead and whatever. But, um, I feel like his role in Stranger Things definitely helped his role in it. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. No, I I wholeheartedly agree. I did sit there, though, because I knew he was Richie. I kept sitting there and I was, like, waiting for the moment when it would say beep beep Richie. I kept every time I saw him, I just like sat there muttering under my breath, beep beep Richie. Like it's just it's one of those things where they have these iconic one-liners that Pennywise says that I just can't wait to see how Bill does them. Because we all know how Tim Curry did them. We know Kiss Me Fat Boy, we know Beep Beep Richie, we know Georgie, we know y'all float down here. We know all of that. And you have to, you don't necessarily in a remake have to include all of those things, but you have to include some of them because they are iconic. So I just couldn't wait to hear how he, that would get incorporated, how he would do it. Um, I think one of the things that like really unsettled me of all of it was watching him do like that dance in the cart. Like usually you see that, you see a clown doing that and he's trying to like get the kids to like laugh and play. He's deadpan dancing like that. And there was just something really unsettling about it where I was like, I'm not afraid of clowns, but this is yeah, and unsettling it's weird as like, fuck. <laughs> it's weird because like while he's doing that, his head does not move a fucking inch. Like I know. Everything else is moving around. Everything else is moving. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. Bill Skarsgård also like the way like everything he did with his body was just uh, like there was just uh I can't yeah. I can't say anything bad about what he did with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like uh, shout outs to like all the special effects team. Like I love that scene where Eddie. It ha- gets his arm broken and like the fridge opens and then like <gasps> it yes! falls out and it's just like twisting his back around his neck around like that is so cool how do you do that tell me visual effects wizards you're you're geniuses I watched uh, an interview with Bill Skarsgård talking about his performance as Pennywise and he was saying you know we were filming this really intense scene and I was holding this kid up against a fridge and he was crying and he was this and then once I saw it I realized what he was talking about. And 
he was like, and he thought that he was like scarring this child for life because he's like in his face. And even I have to admit, like, had I seen that at an early enough age, I might be traumatized by that because that's, that's a lot to like handle. Mm-hmm. So when they yelled cut, he goes, are you okay? Like, da 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 da. And apparently the kid that played him was like, love what you're doing with the character, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that kid's a badass <laughs> right I was just like wow these kids are absolutely incredible because I'm I don't know about like I get that they have to have a certain like mindset when they're doing a movie like this but you have to admit that when it comes to a certain intensity in any single movie that you might need to like stop and like take a breather and like back up hmm. apparently not with this I guy mean, <laughs> it's like, nope. that's it's weird that you bring that up because um I was thinking that in the opening scene where Georgie goes into the basement to get the, like, the, um... The wax. Yeah, the wax for the boat. And all I was thinking was, like, if I was this kid's age playing this goddamn role, I would be scarred for life. Like, I would be fucking traumatized. Right? Yo, if I was Georgie and I watched myself as, like, an adult and then seeing him... Like, like when he's say, when he's saying like we all float too, and like that one scene where he's oh in the cellar God. and the water, and like his face starts looking so evil, and like like his like face was melting. Ki- like, like the, the like the range of these kids, and like doing something so sinister like that. It's like holy shit. I mean, like, you got, you're you're like just... you're like a quarter of my age, and you're accomplishing more in my life than I I could ever hope to imagine. Like, okay, well, I tried not to, to think about that. <laughs> Because then I just have gotten <laughs> depressed. But there is such a resilience to these kids. And I, like, I I love horror. It takes a lot to, like, scare me like that. But at that age, I was watching, like, Child's Play, and that shit never bothered me. But I feel like if it was, like, the right movie, I'm shocked that these right, kids are Let aren't. me just put it out there. Child's Play scared the shit out of me as a child, <laughs> specifically because he was after a goddamn kid named Andy. Oh, and it, no. Okay, well, then I can understand. <laughs> my life. I was just like, oh my god, uh, Chucky's gonna kill me. Uh, well, Andy, when your birthday's coming up, I want to mail you a Chucky doll. <laughs> that would be Ooh, yeah, uh, let's do it! <laughs> I've always wanted a Chucky doll. Are they are they hard to find? I don't, uh, at my I don't old job, we are. actually sold them. Oh, fucker! Yeah. I want one of those good guy dolls that says, "Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play?" Oh no, this That's one was like the super slash. Yeah, this was like the the stitch stitched up head. Oh no, I want like the cute one from the original, like the good guy doll that says, "Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play?" That oh one. no, we didn't. Oh, uh, that, that might that might be a little bit harder to find. Oh yeah, totally. I guess. Okay. eBay, save us. I'm I'm really picky though. <laughs> I, as I sit here staring at my Chucky box set. If I want, if I want a creepy doll to my collection, I want Billy, Billy the puppet. I himself. had a feeling you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> well, he likes body horror, so you know yes. there you go. Yes, <laughs> this is yes. Right, Although, Andy, what creepy puppet doll do you want? <sighs> that's not Chucky. I don't think he would want a Chucky doll. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna send him one, so it's can fine. I get, can I get like want- a life size Ryuk? Okay, yes. Let's do it. I want this creepy wait, wait, fucking wait, wait, Shinigami. Wait, and I want his eyes to light up red. So when I yes. turn the lights off, all I see are these like red piercing Oh my eyes. god, I would yeah. never sleep ever again. 
I'll, you know, I'll do you one better. We'll, 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 I'll try to find Willem Dafoe's agent. No! Or, no! And then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get one of those, uh, what's it called? The makeup mask. We'll take a mold of his face. Oh and then we'll take that mold and we make a Ryuk out of it. And then, and then you have Willem Dafoe staring at you at night asking you for apples. It'll be great. I think the point of this really, really awful rant, now that we've mentioned Willem Dafoe, is that it was fantastic and everybody should go see it. I'm going to be honest, my experience of horror movies, especially seeing them in theaters, not everyone gets scared or like frightened or like creeped out at the same part. With it, I feel like I had a fucking packed theater and there was a scene that was, I can't remember what scene it was, but there was a scene where everyone like got fucking scared of it for whatever reason same and then i had a great audience in that theater they were awesome after everyone realized what happened everyone started laughing and it was fucking great i was like yo i've never experienced this in my life i i envy you guys because i literally watched it like a like a few hours ago uh you know so it was a sunday 1230 screening so no one was there there was only like a handful of people i feel like that's even creepier though you're going to see a scary movie about clowns and you're like one of a few people inside the theater and i was the weirder ones because i was laughing i was laughing at like the gory scenes it was great i mean i was too but that's because i i like grew up let me let me talk about uh my my laughter experience andy's like let me talk to you about his appropriate hold my beer i got a story yeah because it, what made it funnier was because I I went to see it with like six people. So while we're watching it, only two of us have seen the the it cat in the hat trailer. So oh. it's it's the basement scene where Georgie says it will float. Oh, uh, will float too. So um, when it like runs at uh Bill. Like screaming his head off, by the way. That that was yes. a little terrifying even for me. So I was dying laughing and everyone's like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm like, you oh, yeah. have to see this trailer. And I could not oh, stop yeah. thinking of oh, yeah. Mike Myers screaming, oh yeah. And like oh, running yeah. after a child. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. In a fight. In a fight. In a battle royale. Can oh, okay. win. Cat in the hat? Yes. No! <laughs> what the fuck does cat in the hat fear? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> he is the danger. He oh, is the danger. Oh. oh, God. You know, that's what the kids should have done. They should have recruited the cat in the hat to fight Pennywise for them. They're like, you know, you know. And, 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 then, and then Ken Watanabe comes out of nowhere. Let them fight. And there's like a giant kaiju fight between cat in the hat and Pennywise. And it's awesome. And Ryan's, right. Ryan's, I broke so, Ryan. Ryan. What am I going to do with you people? To fix Ryan. To fix Ryan. Jesus Christ. If Pennywise was after you, what form would Pennywise take? If Pennywise, oh, would, wait, ooh, if Pennywise was after me, what form would it? A giant fucking snake. I'm terrified of snakes. Really? I'm yeah. I'm scared of snakes. So you're Indiana Jones. 
Like, like legitimately terrified of snakes. Like Tom did this, Tom used to do this as like a joke because he thinks it's funny until he saw me have like a really bad reaction. He would go, oh shit, what's that? And like point on the ground. And I would look because, you know, it's, it's like when someone says don't look. But when we go to places like Petco, I let him go to the reptile section because I just, mm, mm. I can like see them and their little beady eyes. Just, I can't, I hate snakes. I'm so scared of them. They fucking okay. terrify oh, me. Uh, is there like a particular snake? Like just no, 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 all of them. Just all, oh, just all, all of them. them. All of them. Yeah, I just. So I, what? What if it's a snake and then opens his mouth and more snakes <laughs> pop out and then they, they open their mouths and more snake pop out? I am literally on the couch. My feet are off the floor. I really, really, really don't like snakes. Oh, you're an asshole, Chris, and I love it. Oh, Andy, I Fuck wish this was a video podcast. Man. I wish we were recording this. I just, I just, oh, oh. darn it. I, you know, I like, uh. I love horror movies. I do. I can watch them and it's fine, but I hate snakes. If I had to pick like something that I am like irrationally afraid of, it's snakes. It's not like all reptiles. It's just fucking snakes. You can't tell what they're thinking. They weird and they <laughs> just, uh, I hate, I hate snakes. <laughs> Oh, well, mate, what, what's it called? I'm um, sweating. Can we stop talking about this, please? <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, there's a thing called exposure therapy. <laughs> Fuck you! you. Just... <laughs> okay. There uh, is only one snake I have ever been able to watch, and I'm convinced it's because I knew it was going to die anyway, and that's the basilisk from Harry Potter. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like, Anaconda did a number on me when so I was like, I saw that shit so too early. You sound so depressed right, that right, the basilisk right. yeah. died. Oh, okay. Right, you're going to clarify some, something for me. So when when you were first reading Harry Potter, or watching Harry Potter, were you scared when the, 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 the boa constrictor, like, escaped and said thanks, amigo, to Harry? Or yes! <laughs> it's a talking snake! It's a fucking snake! <laughs> But he just wanted to be free. Shut he up! wanted to go back to Brazil. <laughs> oh my god. Stop. I'm sweating. All right, Chris. <laughs> I really hate okay. snakes. Right. I don't okay. think you understand how much I hate them. Okay. I really like I can't oh. stay. I I'm like I'm like legitimately terrified. Chris, what, what oh. form would Pennywise take? Oh, for you? so I got one. And this is this this seems weird, because like I I love all I like the creepy fuckers. stuff. So like, I love I love like you know every time Pennywise opened his mouth and like you know Ellis and Rose of Teeth are there. But I'm like I get creeped up by like normal looking things that people aren't supposed to like be creeped up by. Oh, and really? Like example. What? So so this is actually going back to like Michael Myers. So remember like Austin Powers, like uh, Doctor Evil escapes and that giant big boy, like that that weird mascot. Yeah. Um. So, uh, me and my boss, we were driving from, uh, from Gen Con, uh, Indianapolis, and we stopped by, uh, this restaurant train. It wasn't Big Boy, it was, like, some knockoff, and I swear, like, it, this, it looked almost exactly like the Big Boy from Austin Powers, or, or like, the, the food chain. It creeped me the fuck out. And, like, the thing is, he, he's just, he's, like, this super wide-eyed, like, kind of chubby, portly waiter looking dude that's but it, it shouldn't more people don't look at this mascot and think well that's scary i was this thing this 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 big boy imposter was like was in front 
and like in paintings and then on the walls and i swear it was looking at me deep into my soul everywhere like no, I, I go to the bathroom no, and there's like a portrait right in front of the bathroom and it's looking at me and like i got i got skewed out and it's like this is weird because like normal people shouldn't feel this way about a big boy and like i so that's so that that one that was the, that's the thing that will kill me like just really really weird big boy mascot and he's like can i serve you huh and then it starts a burger down my mouth and starts choking me <laughs> to death with it okay now what if there was just like all the waiters were big boys oh dude i would i would just i would legit like throw myself i'll defenestrate myself out <laughs> the restaurant just like like I just feel like, like chris would leave at that point yeah i was like oh god I don't know, like, weird normal things creep me out. Like that. Like, no one should be scared of the big boy. I don't know, I, I, have, I have a so. weird one, too. You guys ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes, <laughs> yes. I love that movie. Uh, at the, I think I'm the only person on Earth that doesn't. At, at the very end, where, like, the judge kind of reveals himself. Like, Oh, it's those eyes, right? It, uh, no, it was just like, I don't know, everything about that performance was really creepy. And it, like, creeped me out as a child. But that's, like... But he... he doesn't he get, like, liquefied? Oh, yeah. End? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, you're, yeah. So, you're fine. He's good. Oh, no. Still- He's good. Meanwhile, my big boy is in space, housing Dr. Evil, looking down at me, like, like big brother at one of their satellites. I'm okay, like, oh, well, God. Okay, both of you. People find, like, snakes in their toilets because they come up through the pipes. Is yeah. that a thing? Yes! Oh. Why does everybody oh. keep asking me if that's it a, thing? a thing? It is a thing. <laughs> I've learned a new thing, guys. In this new York, is why I don't like snakes. You're what? safe in New York. It's safe in New York. No snakes in if New York. If you lived in Florida, you would have a chance of that happening. Yeah, my grandmother lived in Florida. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should get your grandma first, out. The first time I so I love the water. Like, I'm such a, I'm, I'm like a fish. I, I love swimming. I love doing, like, everything in the water. Oh, no. <clears throat> Wait, right. You didn't encounter a water moccasin, did you? A what? A water don't. moccasin? I don't Chris, know what that is. Don't. These are, these are like, wait, 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 wait. Oh. I was at camp. I was at camp. And we're having a boating <laughs> lesson. And as I'm coming out of the water, I noticed that there's something moving on top of the water. And I was like... Oh, it's probably like a group of bugs. It's fine. And as we get closer, there's a goddamn fucking snake in the water. Oh yeah, that's a water moccasin. Everybody it's a water decides snake. to tell me that snakes can go in the water too. And I was like, I'm just gonna stay on the boat in the middle of nowhere. I'm not getting out of the boat. And they had to like pull the boat in, and I have never flown out of a boat faster in my life. I refuse to get back in the water. And I love the water. Like, love the water. I feel like if snakes could, they would adapt to living in lava. <laughs> yeah, but I'll never live anywhere near a volcano, so I'll feel snakes. I no, but I'm saying like snakes. I feel like snakes can adapt to living anywhere. Snakes are the ultimate life form. <laughs> oh my god, snakes! Snakes! Snakes dared to step up against Sam L. Jackson <laughs> and snakes on a plane. <laughs> That movie was I ridiculous, s- and yet I still can't watch the whole thing. Uh, as soon as them shits start, like, going every- Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, I only got so close that movie. The best line is on how to- Enough is enough. With these motherfucking things on this motherfucking plane. I know. I know. I, I remember this really bad, 
Like, you know how sci-fi makes really bad original oh, Can you please, please stop talking about So snakes? there's this one movie like, please, where... I'm going to start super sending point- you photos of Big Boy if you okay. don't stop. <laughs> don't you want to hear about this movie? No! <laughs> Andy, do you, you want to hear about this movie? Andy! For Ryan's sake, no. Ah, bitch, I will literally hang up. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, enough enough with the the trauma. What do you think Stan would see? I feel like we're going to regret having this conversation. People are going to start tweeting shit at us or, like, posting stuff in the group. And I'm going to have to, like, go into And then we'll have a real active community. Yes! We can't, we, 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 we'll we'll take advantage of all that engagement numbers and then invest (laughs) it and then... We'll take over the world. Thanks, snakes. Thanks, big boy. You guys are good guys. I hate you both. I think think Stan's biggest fear is another bad Lady Gaga album. Oh. Uh, uh. Uh. (laughs) I feel like Stan's biggest fear is another Jared Leto performance as the Joker. (laughs) Yeah. Stan, uh, Chris is actually. Wait a minute. That's what the cover for this episode should be. Yeah, that's Stan's face with the damage tattoo on. That's yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about. No, it should be Stan's face. Oh, Stan's face. Not Pennywise. It should be Stan. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why is Stan the clown now? I don't know because he's not here. Chris, your biggest, your biggest fear is secretly Jared Leto getting more work. Oh, (laughs) oh, wait. Actually, actually, yes, that's very true. And I just want to—I just want to put it on the record. You know he's in Blade Runner, right? I know he's in Blade Runner. Okay. And did you hear what like he's been what, what he's been doing himself? You know, just trying too hard. He's been—he's—he's he's, um, he's playing a character that creates other replicants. I forget his name, but you know, in his weird method acting kind of way of doing things, he's been intentionally wearing these contact lenses that are essentially blinding him. Uh, and and it's like why are you doing that to yourself and then some direct i think the director or producer or someone had the audacity to say oh yeah jared little he's he's like jesus he's like when he walks on set it's like uh, what what yeah it's like jared little you're trying too hard why please why jared little go back to music he did he just (sighs) no but i'm just saying like stay there uh, yeah. Well, going back implies, like, you didn't say go back and stay there, you just said go back. I feel like you have to be really specific. Alright, go back to just music. I feel like the the role that I, I kind of like Jared Little in was way back, you know, in American Psycho when he played Paul Allen and got his head chopped <laughs> off by Christian yes. It was only because he died. <laughs> yes. And he was such a jerk. And and that's the whole point of the movie to like, you know, it's a satire and it's like criticizing yuppie culture and like Wall Street, like 1980s culture. So I don't know. Oh, Jerry Little. <laughs> anyway. He anyway. asked Batman if he had a chow. <laughs> I do love that movie. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. Now I have Huey Lewis in the news stuck in my head. Thanks a lot. Oh, that business card scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my favorite scene I think my favorite scene from that movie is the chainsaw scene when he drops it down the stairs oh yeah laughing. it's just like ah! <laughs> yeah that's we that's definitely got way too far off topic well anything to get you guys to stop talking about some fucking no, snakes let's get back really to happy. it <laughs> okay or let's that you know it. that works too <laughs>
Let's get. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you guys. Um, I think a lot of people have been have been saying this is maybe their favorite or their all time or the all time best Stephen King adaptation. Uh, I wanted. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that. And what are your favorite Stephen King adaptations? Or 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 if you can narrow it down to like number one or maybe or, or like your top three, uh, hmm. uh, what would they be? I think this is. Definitely my number one favorite remake. Um, I wouldn't say Stephen King movie. That's hard. Um, for me, like I really, I really, really enjoy this adaptation. Uh, in terms of like just Stephen King adaptations, I still, I still have a really, really soft spot between. I, I don't, I can't decide between the two. Um, uh, by like, like. People on the podcast already know I'm very, very fond of Stephen King: The Mist, and I really enjoyed the movie. I still haven't seen the the sci-fi miniseries or TV show that they released like earlier in the summer. Um, I heard it got mixed reviews, so uh, maybe I'll I'll binge it if I can find it and uh, get back to you guys. But I still think my all like if not or between it's between the, the Mist movie. And Stand By Me, mm. I love that movie. That mm. movie was, and it, it's it's not it's not one of Stephen King's scarier movies, but I feel like it's it's definitely one of its it's definitely a, a one of his. I think for me, one of the more powerful stories. I mean, it's, it still deals with like Stephen King's you know thematic signatures of like of like coming of age stories and like how people could be haunted by their past or you know like the ugly veneer be- be- uh beneath like small town uh, or small town suburbia yeah but um, i feel like this remake sort of did yeah. that too by, it, by it definitely make, did it definitely by splitting did that. this up it was very much like it had a very stand by me-esque vibe which i think is what made it so successful mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to pick my, f- I don't know. That's a really hard one because I spent years like loving Carrie and loving Children of the Corn, the first one. Um, but I don't know. I mean, my favorite Stephen King movies, and do not kill me, Ryan, because you might. Um, one of them is definitely The Shining. Uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, love that yeah good choice. Yeah, de- definitely good sec- choice. My yeah. second that one's movie. the one that you're gonna hate me for, and it's uh 1408. I love oh, okay. that movie. Oh, is that the is that the one with John Cusack? Yeah, yeah everyone, everyone says hates it's trash, yeah, yeah. but I, I love, that love that movie. It's so good. It's so good. I love. I thought Ryan was gonna crucify me there. <laughs> no oh my god no i get crucified for it because everyone's like how can you love that it's trash i'm like no it's not yeah it's me epic. too huh? I, I, i've spent years of like being like yo thing. this movie's great and then everyone's like no it's trash fuck you but here's the thing though is i can't pick a favorite because i'm i'm going to be tempted to say it's this it remake right now because it's so fresh in my mind i would have to go back and watch all of the ones that I've watched so far in my life and then try and make a decision off of that. Like, I honestly couldn't even answer you. That's fair okay. enough. That's, that's, complete, that's a complete fair answer. I, I was just curious because a lot of people have been saying this is like a really, but really... This and is, it, it, is, it, is. it is a really good Stephen King It, it definitely hits my I, top Yeah, I, I agree, but yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll even be daring and say like top three, but again, I would have to like... To make a fair enough decision... And this is even taking into the miniseries of The Stand into account. 
Like, there are just so many yeah. things. But they did such a good job with this movie. Even the music, the pace. Like, I... I'm, ex- I'm, I'm very excited, excited for I get two. to see this again. I'm... I'm... I now have really high expectations for chapter two, which I really... You know, you run a danger when you uh, let your expectations yeah. get so high with this. Because my I try to, like, keep mine so low for this one. But I now have extra high expectations for chapter two. Ryan, um, I, I know, Chris, you said that you didn't have much of an audience when you went to go see it. But, um, Ryan, were you... Was your audience, like in shock that this was only chapter one. No. I had a full audience that was like... No, they weren't in oh! shock. Oh! And I was like, like, the fuck? Did, did no one see the miniseries? Did no one know of the book? Like... Yeah, there's a whole... Arc yeah, I'm like, this only touched on yeah, half never, the story. Were, like, I don't get it. I think there were people that were not shocked, but I think they were annoyed. That's where it ended. They're like, oh, here comes the sequel. And I, like, remember shouting out loud, probably a little louder than I had anticipated, but I remember, like, shouting in the theater, don't you know? I was like, didn't you read the fucking book? Like, I think that they thought it was going to be a sequel for sequel's sake, not because that that's the way it originated. Now, a lot of horror movies are doing that. Once you have a successful first one, you go off into this whole franchise, which I do and don't agree with for some of them. Um, And I think that that's what some of the people that I saw it with were thinking. And I'm like, no, go back, watch the miniseries, read the book, or at least just look it up. Like, understand that they split it up and they did this the right fucking way. It was always supposed to be a duology. Yeah, and I really like the way they did this. When I was watching it, I I really, really liked how they divided it. It's a very very clean adaptation in that even if you you've never seen, like, you'll never see chapter two. Like, chapter one as a movie alone Stands really, really well on its own feet. Exactly, and, 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 and I think that's really, that, I think it's a yeah. very, very, a powerful and successful feat. Like they, 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 they did it. They pulled it off. So much of that could have gone so wrong, though. But I think it was this wonderful combination of the actors, the director, everything just worked seamlessly together. And I think that that really made it very successful. Uh, I, I, like I said, I cannot wait to see it again. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm curious, like, what would you want to see? Like, 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 uh, as in, who do you want the adult versions of our characters to be? Is there any particular scenes that you want, they, 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 they have to keep in, or they, you want omitted? Um, I don't know who I would cast as the adults, because I haven't really thought about it. But, as far as what I would like to see, I think... One of those iconic scenes that I really hope they keep in is um, the scene in the library where I think it's Ben is surrounded by the exploding balloons of blood. Um, that needs to be kept in there, or maybe it's Bill. That's well, it's one of the it's one of the kids. They when they come back to Derry, they're inside the library and you just see these balloons and then they burst and it's just blood falling all over everyone in the library and no one's reacting because no one else can see it. And it's like really unnerving, but a fantastic scene at the same time. Cause you hear like 
the circus music and there's it's just a beautifully crafted scene now the big thing that i don't want to see is that fucking spider yeah i mean i mean this is like i said this is like the one occasion where i would be so happy if hollywood decides to change this ending like i I always thought like the the concept of the deadlights as like a more like eldritch horror concept i thought that was like a really scary thing in out of itself until like well yeah and you typically don't see that until the until chapter two until like they're adults but they gave you a little bit of piece of that in this one and i was like okay okay and i was fine with it i thought that was great and the fact that bevy was like I saw this and I saw that and blah, blah, I saw blah, ourselves and as adults and coming back to this town fighting Pennywise like that's a per that, thank you scriptwriters that's a perfect yes, hook like exactly that's, that was ingenious and I'm just really hoping that this is like the one occasion because they already omitted an extraordinarily controversial scene that was written into the book and I was really happy about it because it was just unnecessary and I yeah, also thought so, it was unnecessary so, in the book. Um, I never knew that happened. Yeah. And that just, just reading, like, uh, a lot of chatter about the uh, omission of that scene, what what was uh, happening around the time of the release of the movie. And when I was reading through, it was like, holy shit, that, that was a thing in the book? Yeah. I'm so glad that's out. That is messed up. It is. It was extraordinarily messed up and unnecessary. And I'm really happy that they decided to omit that, but in the same breath, they omitted that. They made Richie afraid. There are, like, the things that they've changed have made the movie better, not worse. So I'm really, really hoping that they change this ending and it's it will still be effective. I don't think it will take anything away from the movie if you don't make the end-all be-all a giant fucking pregnant spider. I think I think people I think the the writers on this team they're gonna you know they they, they showed, did it really they were smart as I hell have a for feeling if yeah. they do make it like a giant spider they're gonna make it like worth seeing and like being like yeah that looks cool it just the just the idea of that spider just like felt like such a cop out and again maybe it's because that's what Stephen King is afraid of I don't know. But of all the things that he made you terrified of in that book and in that miniseries, that's what your big reveal is. It just, it felt, you know. Okay, okay. Final boss, who is, instead of the spider, what did you want it to actually be? I think some demon would be cool. Yeah, because like a demon that feeds on fear, like that kind of sounds, a spider that feeds on fear, you're just like, what? Right. I think it would be really cool if, like, like a like, like a humanoid creature that's just like starving and it's like it's, it's like skin is sagging off the bones because like the, the adults aren't afraid they're doing their final stand. It's losing power because it's losing like its food per se, and it's just like and and like and like all twitching stuff. I don't know something uh, that sounds like very Silent Hill. It does. Now that I think about about it, yeah. But I don't know. That's that's what I'm gravitating gravitating towards too. I don't know. There's just something about, like, the fact that it feeds on fear. And I'm just trying to think how how can you make fear a physical presence? Because fear is something that you feel. And that was always my hardest thing with it, is I understood what it was doing when it goes after the kids. But when you have to pick a physical form, I was like, whoa, well, the clown makes fucking sense. 
But as far as like an end all be all, like I don't know. I I do think that that's why I feel uh, I feel like a demon could kind of fit to it because the demon would be able to like yeah. shape shift into the fevers and like. You know how at the end of this one you saw it take different shapes, and we've seen little Easter eggs and nods towards different Stephen King novels and things like that. I do think that um, it could be interesting if uh, Pennywise or whatever the or whatever this it is maybe it takes a form of something else as like a nod while it's trying to figure itself out. Like whether it shows up as like Cujo or like Randall flag from the stand or something like that. Like, I don't know. I just think that while it's trying to make up its mind as to what to do, just, I would like to see at least another nod, like another couple of nods towards Stephen King's universe at the end in chapter two as far as, like, the end-all, be-all baddie, I don't know. I'd be perfectly content with it main- remaining Pennywise. Um, but maybe a little bit more of a disfigured Pennywise. Like, at the end, you saw him sort of, like... Like, turn into vapor. Yeah, that was yeah, really cool. Like, if he, like, maintains, like, those cracks from time in his face. Like, in the Tim Curry one, his face changes and he becomes, like, half-burned and he stays that way. I feel like if they bring that back and incorporate that into Chapter 2, that could be just as terrifying. I, I have no idea. Mm. I'm just, in my my head, I just have, like, an image of, like, Pennywise and his face is all cracked and you find yeah. it's hollow. And there's, there's like, it's like... Pennywise is like a shell, and it's something like crawling with it. You don't really know what it is, but it's like, oh, I mean, that's what. I mean, I, I, I think it. Like I said, I think it's very hard to like uh, take a physical form of fear. But I love that Pennywise changes shape for all of these kids. So to keep that up, I think is probably the best way to go. I have no idea. As long as it's not a giant fucking pregnant spider, I think I'll be fine. I think it was really cool and, like, still creepy when Pennywise got defeated and he, like, the way he, like, dropped into the well. It was just really creepy. Oh my god, I know! Ugh! So Mm. cool. There was no part of this movie that I was, like, unhappy with. Yeah. Solid solid movie yeah like truly solid truly well done i just think again like i said i think this is like the one occasion where i'll be really happy if hollywood changes the ending mm-hmm. and they should i've never been I happy mean, with I, that but it's just it, it's you hear I, I that's that's like the one like consistent thing where i've heard people complain about it so i'm like please change yeah. the ending mm-hmm. and uh, i mean that's i mean we're, we we touched about this with the death note movie you should adapt or you're free to change the source material if it enhances or brings something new in a positive way towards the film. So, like, and that's you know, exactly like, what they did with this, and it was yeah. so well done. Yeah. So I think I think I think changing the spider to something else, uh, something more modern, something more existential, or eldritch horror, or just something that's just not a spider, because I feel like that's I I I mean, uh. I think Ryan, you're more in tune with the with like the fandom. Like, like how useful is is there like a universal hate for the spider or yeah? Or some because people... it, it's like I said, it, it was a stupid. It's a I, I'm calling it like it is. It was a stupid fucking ending. Is there go, anyone you... who defends the spider? Uh, I've seen a couple of people defend it, but like I said, I think I think the not many, but I've seen it, 
And I think my only reasoning for why I can accept the spider as an ending is if is how I justify it in my mind, because I'm sure there's absolutely no truth to this whatsoever. Um, the only justification in the way I can deal with the ending is by saying to myself that that is what Stephen King is actually afraid of, but he's he has an arachnophobia, like he's terrified of spiders. So for him, that was the terrifying ending. Um, that's the only way I can justify it and sit with it in my brain. That one of my favorite authors wrote it this way because that's what he was afraid of. That, I don't want to... That, that's wanna... like... To me, that sounds like sloppy meta-narrative. Right, but, I mean, and I'm okay with that. It's, But for me, it's... I mean, I'm not okay with sloppy narrative, but it sounds... To me, it sounds better for me to say it's a sloppy meta-narrative than saying he couldn't think of anything else, so that's what he did. I really just don't want to believe that. So maybe I'm being a little bit naive in that respect, but that's the only way I can sort of, like, justify that ending. Well, I guess you guys want to get into rating the movie? Hell yeah! All right, yeah. so I guess how yeah, many I was going to say how many clowns it? we given this. Um, I give a five uh, out of five. Ooh, I'm uh, going in strong. Yeah, I was very impressed. Uh, I'm going to give it five out of five balloons because <laughs> this this was I um this was this was an amazing like not just like an amazing Stephen King movie but just an amazing horror movie just in general and I. I think they adapted the movie really well. I think the writing was on point. I think the the scenes that supposed to make you feel really unsettled, like they were like, oh, they did such a good they job. They were unsettling. Yes, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> uh, I th- I love it. I love this movie. It's so good. I'm I'm just like I'm just shocked, shocked into like pure joy. Um, this, this movie is. I'm awesome. going to Go give it, it five out of five circus peanuts. Because that's what he tell talks to Georgie about. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we literally spent an hour talking about how amazing this movie is. I don't think there's any more I can say to justify why I've given it like a five out of five. Here's here's my justification for how amazing this movie is. I'm going to see it again. Yeah, again. I'm definitely going to see it again. That's that's like I'm going to pay more money to go see this again. Yes. Yes, give them more money so they can make better better writing, better narrative, better CGI for chapter two. They need it. They need it to reinvest all that capital because this is such a good movie. This would, yeah. it needs an amazing I conclusion. I concur. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to our It Spoiler cast. Um, yes. We are, we're all floating down here at episode 127. If you, if you guys agree or disagree with us um email us tweet at us let us know what your what your agreement or disagreement is and um try to try to justify your reason i mean we're all pretty strong on this movie right now so i will also encourage and challenge people to do the same thing we did where think about and tweet at us comment whatever um talk about it in the facebook group if it's you up against Pennywise, what form does Pennywise take for you? What are you guys afraid of? We and shared is, ours. And what now is Pennywise's final boss form? Yeah. Like, what is it? Yeah. We shared ours. Now it's your turn. Yeah, and um, you could actually go to our Facebook group, Facebook slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. Um, 
or tweet at us at SuperNerdPals or email us at pals at SuperNerdPals.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. You could, yeah, you could find me on Twitter at the underscore red underscore horror. And you can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. And you can find Stan on Twitter at Stan Doom. And Stan Doom. will probably be floating back down with us next week. Until then, uh, you know, float, <laughs> float with us. Float with float us. Float with us. We all float down here. And, uh, we all float down here. We have circus peanuts <laughs> and popcorn. We love it when they go as pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alright, thank okay. you guys for listening. Clouds! Clouds, Clouds are great! <laughs> Peace out! Oh, we broke Ryan again. Snakes! Yo, 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 yo,